On this week's show, we pay tribute to three sporting icons. We look at Spurs' disastrous season, and with another player being racially abused, Marcus gives us his opinions on how governing bodies could stamp out these instances. Stay tuned to the end, where question marks are raised around William White's mindset heading into his grudge match against Alexander Povetkin. crazy week it's been eh? It's been a ridiculous week really isn't it? Last weekend you know we had Murray, Mr Hagler and Schmidt all sadly yeah. um, oh, mate. You know I, I could have handled one of them but all three within such a short, uh, short space of time. Two of them were my childhood and one of them was you know from well Schmidt was an exceptional driver. Mm. One 24-hour race only females to do it and became a massive yeah. star on on top gear yes it's just unfortunate the way she's had to to bow it, out it, you know it, so. it, it is it is very much unfortunate yeah very much unfortunate i mean obviously murray walker's a legend and he's not just a uk legend he's a worldwide legend because you've got to remember well when they were getting the american figs they were using murray walker at first before mm. and then when espn bought the rights they were espn were doing their people they went back to Murray Walker again, simple yeah. as that. I don't think there has been anyone who's been, in terms of commentary, has it been that recognisable that just the sound of, you know, a, a five-second clip from him, you know exactly who he is, yeah. what he's talking about. Very few people had that kind of impact. So, yeah, just... And as for Marvin Hagler, well... He was probably in the one of the great, one in the top three, top five greatest fights of all that time. Was, that was what I was going to ask you in terms of where you mm. place him in in the all time greats. Where Ooh. where would you? Because <laughs> I had to think about the. I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> Definitely in the top five. Um, oh yeah, yeah, pound, yeah. Pound, yeah, yeah. You know, of all time. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I would yeah. say arguably the greatest middleweight. I used to work for a certain supermarket chain, and the fight was on. Mm. And basically, they would show the fight on the Sunday because obviously they wouldn't show it live on ITV. And then literally Monday morning, oh, my God, I was in the warehouse. And I've been about six of us in the warehouse. I'm supposed to be out in the shop floor stacking shelves. And we had a two-hour discussion saying, nah, Hagler's better. Hagler. <laughs> we, were just, we were just going for it. Yeah. We literally, we didn't fight, but we were effing and blinding and this and that. And we, I, I was going, nah, Hagler's better than Leonard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it was one of the, whatever you said, I'm not listening to. Yeah. You've got to listen to me kind of thing. You know what no, I mean? 100%. And it was just brilliant. And, I've, and the thing is, I grew up, I grew up on the middleweight era. And from then converted over, because you've got to remember, you had those stars. Then you slowly got Michael Nunn. And the rest of the guys as well, I can't remember, Iron Barkley, those guys. But then you had Ben uh, Eubank and, um, well, yeah, Collins. You, you, it came over to the UK. So that's where my love of boxing came through, Hagler kind of thing, from that middleweight era. Hearns, Hagler, 
Leonard, Rockstone, Argentinian guy that no one could put down, Duran as well. My, mm. my middleweight era would have been Ben, Eubank, Collins. But mm. you hear the way that, especially Nigel Ben, he would always mm. kind of refer back to Hagler and say, yeah. you know, he, he copied Hagler. Hagler was his blueprint and how he yes. wanted to fight. Oh, and yeah. he had no choice but to go back and go, well, what, what, you know, who is this Hagler? And then mm. watching some of the fights. Just a cast iron jaw. I, I don't want to bring this up, but I'll, I'm going to. Did you watch him fight against um, Alan Minter? No, no. I saw the, the Herm <laughs> fight, the eight minutes of just, I, I would say, arguably the greatest fight of all time. Yeah. Seen some other of his fights. I saw the the very hard decision against yeah. Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I personally think Leonard won that fight. I think he'd done enough to win. That, that's what, that's what. But, I see where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I, I look at it now and I think, yeah, all right, he won. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leonard fought, that, fought it as like an Olympic fight, you know, yes. making sure he was scoring points rather than... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think he knew that. I think he knew he wasn't going to get... No uh, way. He wasn't going to hurt him badly enough. So mm-hmm. he could only just kind of hit the points and try and keep going through the rounds, just knock each round off and just outscore him, basically. And I think he'd done enough. I don't think the score was that reflective of it, but I, I still think he did enough. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just sad that, you know, they've had then, as young as they have. I don't really want to spend too much time on the Spurs result. What I will say, though, is I don't put any of the blame at Jose Mourinho's door. I've seen a lot of critics of him in the last 24 hours, however long it's been. I think he's naive, maybe, to think some of them players have the right mindset to get results, but he can't be blamed for that. I think it comes down to the that starting 11. Take out Bale, you know, he had a good game when he came on, and I think Kane played okay. But that starting 11, other than maybe Lacelso, shocking, absolutely shocking. No passion, no interest in the game, and they got exactly what they deserve. Spurs have to, especially in the summer, they have to make a decision what they're going to do with Jose because he's going to need serious backing. He's going to need defenders. He's going to need a new goalkeeper. He's going to have to sort out that right-back situation. Yeah, He needs someone to play alongside Holberg. Unless he puts Undembele there, then he'll need an attacking midfield player, like someone who can actually control a game and string that final ball. We don't have anybody, you know, since losing Ericsson, we don't have anybody that can do that. We've relied on Kane to do that too much this season. Yeah. Or you just, you know, get rid of Jose and you go, we are just a top six. Top six. And mm. on the other occasion, we're getting to Champions League. Now, if Spurs are happy with that as a, as a club, as a business, mm. then that's mm. the decision they need to make. But my, my view, and I'm looking at it on a Spurs perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, is... Number one, where was Bale? And I've got to go to Sunday first. Where was Bale on Sunday? Simple as that. I understand Son got his injury. I understand mm-hmm. that. Hamstring can go at any second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you warm up properly, hamstring can still go. Simple as that. All right? So where was Bale? Literally. Are you talking about I... the game against Arsenal? Yeah. Where was he? So I, I actually don't think he played that badly in the game. Once again, maybe I'm... But- how many times to, to other people, but I don't mm-hmm. actually think he played that badly. He was the one who put the ball into the box, which eventually landed at Lamella's feet, and that 
ridiculous Rabona. Oh uh, yeah, that was a brilliant goal. Very good. I didn't but see it the first time around. It's a bit like Harry Kane, you know, if he's not given the ball in the right positions, what really can he do? You know, he is only one player. And we, we, we've seen over the last few weeks what Gareth Bale can bring to a team when he's given the mm. right kind of possession of the ball. I'm not so much bothered by Bale. Mm. I think he's done enough to earn some respect. Same with Kane, mm. same with Son. You talk about that game in, in North London. Mm, other mm. than that goal by Lamella, what else did he really do during that game other than get himself sent off? Yeah. Bergwijn is not good enough for Spurs. Lucas Moura yes. is, he's okay. He works hard, but he's not going to get you 10 goals a season. The game against Arsenal, we didn't really try. And that's the thing mm. I think that's, mm. that's most disappointing. I don't really blame Jose for either of the results. I think he'd done everything. He set up the team how he, we should have set up. I don't care that we play defensive football because we still scored over 100 goals this season. And I think Poch in his time at Spurs only really did that once or twice. So I think to say that we're not scoring enough goals is not fair. Um, mm. I just don't think that the players that he's got are living up to the bargains that he's offering, you know. I said it last week, actually. Mm. Go back to it. I did say it last week that if Arteta or Jose were to lose their games, respectively, mm. they should be sacked. Mm. And I would normally stick by that, but I just don't think that Jose could have done anything more last night, put out mm. the right team. Well, maybe not put out the right team, but put out a team that yeah. should have been able to have easily got a result. And I said... But if you go back a few games ago mm. where you were just bam, 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 four goals one week, four goals the next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. But then if you go further back than that, when you were, I wouldn't say the word parking the bus, but you were just thinking, all right, we'll go on the counter. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you were winning by the odd one or maybe even two. And then you just said, right, we're two goals clear. We'll wait until you come into our half. Mm -hmm. Then we'll press you, press you down. When you played Zagreb the first time, you could have easily got four. You know, you took the foot. And I did even mention it. I said, you took the foot off the brakes. Mm -hmm. And I think you should have just said, go for four, because it's going to be harder for them to score four against you. Yeah. But go. For, you're at home, score four, that's it. Then you could say, you could definitely take the foot off the pedal. Yeah. Simple as that. If they get one, all right. If they get two, right, let's try and get, just get one goal. I believe, I didn't watch all of the first leg, okay? But I believe Jose just said, put on the brakes. Um, I'm talking about the first leg. I think, yeah, in, in terms of the first leg, he made some substitutions with the idea of, we're now 2-0 up. We've got, yeah. a, we, it is still a big London derby at the weekend. It might be sensible. Harry Kane picked up a little knock. So it's sensible yeah. to make changes. But first game against Zagreb, I don't think there's anybody that would have said... We have any real issues. We, as long as we play to that same standard, we'll qualify yeah. comfortably. Oh, yeah. I really don't think it, it came down to a matter of not doing enough in the, the, the home leg. It was yeah. just simple. The players last night embarrassed yeah. themselves. I wouldn't have been surprised that even if we did score another goal in the first leg, they still score three anyway. Yeah. You know, no, you're, so, right. And, you're right. And I think. You know, no matter what the score was, what we've gone out of there, that team that went out last night would not have been able to have stopped Zagreb getting the goals that they would have needed. 
They were yeah, shocking, yeah. absolutely shocking. It was one game that I think we do need to also touch on, and that was the Rangers game last night. So right, I don't know the full story. I'm just hearing that one of the Prague players said some racist remarks. Yes, yeah. that's all I've heard, and I went, yeah. "What?" So I'm, so I'm trying to. I always wait to hold judgment on these things until I've heard everything and, you know, yeah. left it a couple of days and so on. The thing that's convinced me about how bad it was, and I 100% believe that he has said something utterly disgusting to him, uh, racially mm-hmm. disgusting to him, is yeah. not only did it kick off during the game, but the Rangers players after the game waited for 45 minutes in the tunnel to get them players. So for me, it goes beyond misunderstanding or, yeah. you know, some, or making something up or that. You wouldn't get, you maybe get one or two players after the game who still want to go on about, but 45 minutes waiting for that player to come out. Yeah, true. It doesn't true. happen unless something, unless that guy has done yeah. something. It should be easy for UEFA to investigate. That's number one, because there's no crowd noise. Yeah, that's actually very But they can pick up the mic yeah. situation easily, right? Number two... If UEFA do pick up and they hear something, what do you believe the punishment should be to the player? That's number one. And what do you think the punishment should be to the the team as well? Now, let's say the player doesn't say anything. Let's say he doesn't say anything. And then UEFA have found their judgment and found their proof. Right. So let's go that way first. need to come down hard on it. I mean, I heard heard the other day when they were talking about this on, on TalkSport, weirdly enough, not yeah. about this incident, just about the kind of just in general going on, especially mm-hmm. with UEFA. Yeah, the last player to be fined, or sorry, the last club to be fined for racial abuse mm-hmm. only was fined thirty-five thousand pounds or thirty-five thousand right. euros, whatever you like to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nicholas Bentner mm-hmm. was fined one hundred and fifty or something like that for having branded advertisement on his short undershorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how them two things can even be comparable is, is beyond me. But in terms of this player, if it has, as I said, I, I 100% think he has. But if it's proven that he has, then find the club at least half a million, a million, mm-hmm. whatever whatever they've earned mm-hmm. from Europa League this season, Yeah, I'd strip them of that and say okay. you're not getting any money for, mm-hmm. for Europa League. You so even if they went on to win, they're not getting a penny. They'll get the cup. They'll get the name's going to be. They have their on name the on the cup, cup but I would. But that's it, not a penny. Throw the book. At, mm-hmm. I think it may, in terms of taking the because obviously you ban the player. I think you find them financially and say, look, you're not getting any finances from the cup. But you, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to win it, you get your name on it. They're not going to win it, but if you were to mm-hmm. win it, you get your name on it, and then there might be a discussion about if they deserve to have their place in the Champions League. That may be maybe even worth discussing that as well. It's the same as in the premiership. The stuff with John Terry, the stuff with yeah. Suarez, and there's been countless times where a player has said something mm. and yeah. nothing's ever really done about it. And I don't get racially abused. I don't know. Yeah. I can only go on what I'm told mm-hmm. and how I think I would feel about mm. it. So last week, Saturday, we saw Crystal Palace game, we saw Zaha standing up. Yes, we did, yeah. Well, everybody was kneeling down, Zaha standing up. And he was standing up basically because he's saying there's nothing done, mm-hmm. which is a fact. Nothing's 100%, done. 100%, yeah. Right? right. Now we're going from FA, Premiership. Now we're getting to UEFA, right? So now I believe nothing 
of major, and I mean the words now, and I'm using that word with big, bold, capital letters. I believe the nothing of major considerations is going to be done with this. Nothing at all. It's going to be a drop in the ocean. Mm. Now, UEFA haven't got, and I'm saying it how it is, they haven't got the balls to do this. FA haven't got the balls to do anything. The Premier League haven't got the ball to, balls to do anything. I'm going to go the next step. FIFA haven't got the balls to do anything. Mm. Fact. They're just going to, all they're going to do, slap you on the wrist, that's it. If you're cheating, you'll get banned three months, nine months, the rest of the World Cup, depending on what the level is. And that's the individual. And I'm talking about football, people. I'm talking about football because they're cycling. They could do the whole team or they can do the, the cyclist. Simple as that, all right? Mm-hmm. Depending. I know UEFA ain't got the balls to do anything. They are, and I'm going through every single governing board now, every single governing board. They're too old-fashioned. They're not going to speak to somebody who's just come out of football they're not going to speak to any of the players any of the players that represent representing the players union uh-huh. they're not it hurts me to say that because that's my first love yeah and i'm going to go back to marvin hagler and there's a reason why i go back to marvin hagler when marvin hagler when marvin hagler came over to the uk fighting uh, alan minter what did alan minter do alan minter brings in the nf minter was destroyed what did these guys do they throw bottles, beers, cans, glasses in the ring where Hagler was going around saying he won. So he had to get out. We've got to draw a line somewhere. We've got to say, right, this is how it is. If you do this, bets are off, right? Because at the end of the day, what you're saying to me about Nicholas Benter, whoever was advertising those undergarments, they would have just said, here you go, we'll pay you triple. That's for the fine. That's for advertising us. And that's a bit more on top if you do it again. And then we'll give you quadruple if you do it again, because they know that money's going to come down the line. But I think if they do something like, right, Slavia Prague, we're going to pull you out. Rangers are going to go in. If they do that, they're going to send a message. UEFA will not do anything like that. And, and I know Slavia Prague is not the most expensive club in the world. You know what I mean? But I can assure you, if you said to Slavia Prague, if, if UEFA turned around and said, all right, we know your player did it, right? We've got proof of it. We'll play it back to you. This is what we're going to do because you, as Slavia Prague, and your player hasn't come forward in the meantime to say, yeah, I did it and I apologise. Because you haven't done it, we're, we're cutting you out, the Europa Cup, mm-hmm. just taking you away. We're putting Rangers back in. You know, we're just going to apologise to Rangers, say, Rangers, sorry that we messed you up, but now you're back in. Simple as that. That will be the biggest message in the world. What happened with that official uh, when Paris Saint-Germain were playing? Oh, he was banned. He's been so he's been right. suspended. He's not been banned. Let me rephrase. He has right. been suspended. He, he's for been suspended three months or something along that right. line. I can assure you. I can assure you. Right. That's hurt him. That's yeah. number one. That's hurt him. Number two. When he does come back to any level of game, any level refereeing a game or officiating a game he's just going to keep his mouth shut yeah, of course. even when he has to speak to the referee he's just going to flag and just say yeah. excuse me ref an incident happened mm-hmm. i'll tell you in a minute simple as that but he's going to be yeah. under so much scrutiny so i'm going by what i feel mm-hmm. that's what should happen if 
if Slavia Prague do not make a statement, yeah. if the player doesn't make a statement, and UEFA find something and they hear something, UEFA should just say, guys, you're out. But we spoke about it before where oh, you yeah. had Spurs players being racially abused, Ali at Arsenal, and then yeah. the following week, Aubameyang's getting bananas chucked at him. There needs to be real honesty in actually saying what the problem is here because he said, I don't suffer from it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see it as, not that I don't see it, I know it's a problem, yeah. but I don't suffer mm. it. So I don't know how to cure it. It's going to be a long thing. It's, it's not overnight. Thing. It's not a one minute discussion and it's not a three day conference. Mm. That's going to solve it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can all turn around at the end, where, again, whatever it is, and say, yeah, I think this, yeah, I think that. But that, that's a group of you, that's two of you, that's a hundred of you. Mm. It's not the whole world. So yeah. it's just one of those ones that eight is not going to change. Hey, right. So let's speak about, should, can we change this? Should, oh, should we go Champions League? Let's go Champions League sure. because I think we, I think uh, yeah. like I did the other day, I had to eat a little bit of humble, humble pie. pie when I got a result mm-hmm. wrong. I think somebody mm-hmm. was back in Atalanta to, to go through <laughs> quite comfortably, didn't they? Was that not what you were thinking? It'd be quite an, in, an easy game for Atalanta. And- <laughs> I think by half time the game was over, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. What was the score? What was the score? It was three one to Real Madrid in the end. Okay. Okay. So, oh, well, overall in total, yeah. No. Uh, four one over. Three two. Four one. Okay. okay. Four one overall. Four one. Man City, Borussia Dortmund, Porto versus. Chelsea, last year's final. (laughs) It's going to be the most watched game. Paris Saint-Germain versus Bayern Munich. And then Real Madrid versus Liverpool. So, the odds, the UK bookmakers have got Man City Mm -hmm. to win. They've got Chelsea to win. They have got Bayern to win slightly, slightly to win. And they've got Liverpool to win. That's what the UK bookmakers are going. But overall, so to, to overall, win. but they're doing it. Um, sorry, that's what the UK bookmakers are going by. If I go by a ESPN soccer system, mm-hmm. they're doing it by that as well. Okay, okay. So that's what they're doing. So they're doing ESPN are using like eighty percent, eighty-seven percent that Man City will win, eighty-two percent that Chelsea will win. 27% that Bayern will win and 65% that Liverpool will win. I can't look past Man City. I don't think anyone can. I would put them as favourites. I yeah. think you would also enough- have for the for, for overall. Um, overall, okay. I think you would obviously have to put basically because I believe the semi-finals, if, if everything goes correctly, semi-finals would be Bayern Munich versus Man City. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the so first semi-final. I would, I, I, I would hedge my bets and say the fav- whoever wins that will be complete favourites, will be nailed on to, to win All right, you overall. mean the semi-finals. They, yeah, because right. them two are most probably the two best teams in yeah, the competition. Yeah. If I was going to have a cheeky little bet, I would put £10 on Chelsea. To go all the way. To go all the way. There's just something about what Tuchel's doing there that is... No, you know what? They seem to do well in Europe. Yeah. I know, what obviously, yeah. AC Milan... Uh, not AC Milan. Uh, Atletico Madrid didn't look great. But that's because Chelsea made them look quite poor. 
Yeah, that's true. Oh, of course, of course. course and Werner is not a Premier League striker, but Werner is a Champions League striker. Yes. He seems to do everything right in the Champions League. Yeah. And he's got them playing defensive, solid football. So I think they would be quite hard, hard to look past. And I mean, if they had their choice in draws, they would have snapped your hand off with Paul Tye. Yeah, for me, Man City. But on, on the outside bet, I'd, I'd maybe favour a little bet on Chelsea. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, where, other than them two, do you, do you really see anyone else really competing? Other than maybe Bayern? Still putting my money on Bayern, but for an outside bet, I would say Chelsea. And if Liverpool do beat Real Madrid, they're going to face Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, that's where Liverpool will hiccup. Well, I was going to say, how many, how many times has Liverpool mm. faced Chelsea in the Champions League semi-final and how many times have Liverpool won? Could this be the time mm-hmm. Well, Chelsea get their revenge? Could be, but I, I, I think this is going to be a strange year. My subject, specialist subject, um, Formula One with the testings. What did you think of the new cars? Was there anyone that particularly stood out? What did you think uh... of the I, I yeah. don't want to be obvious. I don't want to talk about Lewis Hamilton. I don't even want to talk about Verstappen. No, um, because Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton didn't get the fastest time. No, but um, I think I think McLaren, uh, Mercedes are going to be. Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're sandbag, and they always do, do it every year. I what was, I would like to talk about is yeah, uh, is Ricardo at McLaren. What, McLaren. what is what Not will McLaren be Mercedes though? No, what would yeah. be a good season for Ricardo this year? There's a good finish. Him finishing probably about fourth or fifth. So I'm guessing you'll say, I I think higher. Or higher than six. Or I've to be truthful, it is it's still going to be a funny season. My outside bet is my Japanese friend, the new one who come from Formula Three. He so was no doubt. Or the day when they were doing long testing, mm-hmm. I think he was either eight or something like that. Yep. Or maybe even being a bit higher, but. I, I think he's going to be a surprise package. I mean, I don't know how he's like on the European circuits, but mm. in Bahrain, which the first race is going to be, I think it is next weekend. Oh, yeah. First race is... Uh, no, you weekend. are right. It's next weekend. Next, next weekend, weekend yeah. yeah. He's going to do well. The thing with Bahrain is this. I can't see many other crashes unless someone's someone like the Japanese guy is going to go at Vettel. <laughs> Because they won't yield. None of them will yield. No, They'll yeah. just say, right, I'm going for it. No, I've got the right way. No, you've got the, I've got the right way. And that's it. That's where I think the new boys that are coming in mm. or the new boys that have gone into the new teams, mm-hmm. they're going to go for hell and high water because they're just thinking, I need to impress. You, no, of course. You've got no. me for this reason. That's why I think, and as much as you're saying, no, not Hamilton, We'll see. I've got a feeling the first race, because what tends to happen is this. McLaren haven't got it, and I'm talking to McLaren Mercedes. McLaren Mercedes haven't got it during the first race. I know last season, they tend not to be good on the first race. And then as soon as it comes into Europe, that's when business picks up. Mm -hmm. Outside to be in the top three, I would go Ricardo. But as I said, I think he's going to be sixth or higher. And I don't think that's a shameful thing. I think that'd be a good thing. This season, it's going to be Hamilton versus Verstappen. I don't think there's really anyone else in that discussion. Mercedes is going to put all their backing behind Lewis. The The Red Bull looks good. Verstappen is a, a, a arguably one of the technically best drivers out on that circuit. So 
it'll be interesting to see what that Aston Martin does with Vettel behind it. Um, it hasn't yeah. looked too bad. It hasn't looked amazing. It hasn't looked too bad, though. So it'd be interesting to see what he does. From an emotional point of view, I'd like to see uh, Schumacher get on the podium at some point, maybe at Spa, you know, something where his dad's done so well, Monza, somewhere like that. But yeah, I mean, I think next week is actually going to be a really interesting week in terms of, of the podcast. You know, we'll be able to talk about practice. And then Saturday evening, we've got, Nicely segue swaying. Um, the mm-hmm. Dillian White Povetkin fight, twenty seven. Right. I haven't looked on anybody's training or anything like that, mm. but I just got this feeling that Dillian White is thinking about the next fight instead of this fight. That happened last time. Yep. And yep. I think it's going to happen again. He's doing too many interviews, whether it be Sky or whether it be YouTubers. He's doing mm. too many. Joshua. Lost against Ruiz. He was blanket. No one yeah, could yeah. speak to him. He kept his mind on getting it back. I understand that Dillian White's thinking, oh, I'm relaxed and I'm this and all that, that. But seriously, because again, we'll go back to Sugar Ray Leonard. When Sugar Ray Leonard lost against Roberta Duran, he was upset. And he was just thinking the next day, going grinding through, he said, then he just turned around and said, right, put in the rematch. Duran was having his fiesta, put, you know, he was loved, right? Puerto Rico loved him. Oh, so Dominican public loved him. Simple as that. So, but I just don't think he's got the mental attitude to make him say, let me step up to the next level. Yeah. I need to do it now. And I, and I know you're going to say he's no David Price, but when David Price... Thompson. That's it. Yeah, that's right. it. And he, you know, and the thing is, did a similar mindset as because he was just thinking, I'm thinking the next fight. I'm not mm. thinking of this fight. Kaleno, when Kaleno had his last fight, he didn't think about Billy Joe Saunders. He said, I'm thinking about this fight yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And we can make the announcement. This fight will only be lost yes. on Dillian White's mindset. I, I don't think <laughs> in terms of skill, power, I think White, we saw it in the first fight. White controlled that fight until he got knocked out. And it was yeah. really just one punch out of, you know, nowhere. So mm-hmm. I do think it is down to Dillian's mindset. Looking back on the, on the interviews that he was doing before that first Povetkin fight, all the noise around him about well, who you're going to be fighting next, blah, blah, blah. I agree that that was looking at other fights rather yes. than and focusing on Povetkin. He has in interviews, I've seen the interviews you're talking about where he has talked about other potential fights with Wilder and, and so on and so forth. For me, I've seen enough in the training clips that I've seen, even them interviews, mm-hmm. that it comes across that he, not only does he want to beat Povek him, he wants to do it in a class and in a style that yeah. no one can doubt that he deserves to move on from Povek him. There shouldn't be another fight between them. He was clearly the better boxer and that he can focus on whoever is next. So I think he will go into this fight very determined. I think he'll go into this fight, I think, round five, maybe six. I think yeah, it'll be yeah, over. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. It all depends on his mindset. If he does go into it, like you're saying, mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. about Wilder or thinking about potentially a Usyk yeah. fight yeah, or, or yeah. whoever, even, you know, even if he's thinking about getting back into sparring, you know, the following day. He's not 100% focused. We've seen Quebec yes. can put enough people down and put, well, he's put him down yeah, to, there you go. to do it again. So I want to see that Wilder 
white fight. And if he does yeah. lose to Povetkin, that fight will never happen. Shields oh. versus Taylor. What is weight that- is that again? Because Shields does go up and down, don't you? Yeah, no, Shields will have to go up. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, you mean Shield? You saw Shields versus. Sorry, yes, you are right. Shields versus Taylor, right? So that's not confirmed, though, is it? It's not confirmed. Obviously, Taylor's got to come through Jonas first. So she's got the fight. She's got the fight with Jonas coming up. As long as she comes through that unscathed. I believe they'll yeah. be fighting at uh, light lightweight. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think yeah, 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 she'll just have to come yeah. down to lightweight. But yeah, so this is, do you think they could do a catch weight, like an Yeah, but if they're doing a catch weight. There's no, there's no, um, there's no belt on the line. No, I get that, but there's no way, there's no way Taylor's going to want to come up and give away the advantage. Yeah, that's and I can't true. see Shields giving away too oh, much yeah. advantage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the catch weight thing wouldn't be a problem. But I'm being realistic. I just can't see Shields coming down. I yeah. I, I could no, be I, wrong. I, I agree. I agree. I could um, be wrong. I'm not I saying think she can't do for it. her to come down. I think yeah, she would lose yeah. a lot of power, which is yeah, which but is her go-to thingy. Where you know Taylor's yeah. just like a juggernaut. She just keeps throwing punches. I think yeah, if but she was I, to go up. She can you see Taylor? I can't see her gaining weight. Be good at it, if you understand me. Yeah, no, I think if Taylor was you know, to go, I mean, up I hope weight, I am wrong, and she can well, say right. Yeah, this no, is look, what I can do. I, I agree. I think if Taylor was to go up that weight, yeah, she would struggle it's, to get her normal game because it is so yeah athletic and it is so quick fight you know it's combinations with with taylor you know it's yes. four or five punches and if you're putting on that extra weight mm. extra muscle no, more lactic acid build up it's, it's yeah 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 to string I, I, them I combinations think, together for, for so this is why i think she could probably get i think she could probably get the speed but mm. the speed will last up to the first six yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, i can't remember how many rounds it is with women, is it ten rounds or is it eight rounds? Ten rounds. At, it's ten rounds at, at uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. She could probably do the distance. That's what I know? mean. It's so, good, especially with with as I said the, the combinations that she does throw. That extra weight will will hamper her. As I said, we 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 could be completely wrong. You know. Oh yeah, of course. We've seen we seen you know we saw Holyfield do it. We've seen boxers in general. You know, Canelo's done it. They have been. You know, if you're a good boxer or a great boxer, you can go up and down weights. Crawford's done it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Crawford's brilliant. Isn't yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I think he's most probably the best one at moving up and down well, weight. I mean, if that if that does come off, mm. if it does come off, brilliant. But it's one of those ones where Eddie Hearn's got to sit and talk and do what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. Sky will rush you to say, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because obviously, yeah, of course. I believe that Sky's in the fear of two fight deal with fury and joshua has been sorted out well, i was gonna i was gonna come on to that yeah next <laughs> but, but but we knew we knew that it was gonna happen mm. the only thing now is sorry i'm gonna jump ahead the only thing now is where it's gonna be well i think it's gonna be Saudi because arabia. that's not guaranteed yet that's not no, but i think guaranteed. i think i think we are looking at saudi arabia i think yeah i think a lot of people are saying that yeah well. I, I can't see it being held here mm-hmm. i can't see it being held in america and then it only really leaves you know a handful of places and we saw mm-hmm. how well saudi arabia put on the joshua ruiz fight so i would be very surprised to see it anywhere else other than than saudi arabia <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm just watching the Fulham game and it's like, they had so many chances. <laughs> I mean, I've heard it being banded at either Wembley or 
Tottenham Stadium. And nah, it I can't it see it anywhere else in Saudi Arabia in terms of the money. In terms of no, the, the money, yeah, the money, Saudi Arabia, the Saudis are going to do it. Yeah, the spectacle they would put on would be second to none. Spoke at length about the actual fight between them. So I think we're both mm. pretty much in agreement that Tyson maybe has the edge. I think he has the but edge. I think if anyone oh. is going to be able to challenge him, it's going to be that Joshua uppercut. Leeds have just scored. I'm just, they're just I'm not sure who scored, but Leeds have definitely scored. So Wilder. I think the Ruiz fight interests him. I think there's the potential white fight. Yeah. So I think it's convenient for him to let Joshua and, and Fury fight out because he can always come back. Say, all right, I want my I want my shot now that mm-hmm. I deserve. Mm-hmm. Because they've paid him what $10 million to take a back seat. So they wouldn't he he wouldn't have took he wouldn't have just took $10 million. It, there would have been some kind of verbal agreement that oh, yeah. once all the dust is settled, that he would be in line a shot at, of at least one of the belts, if not obviously all of them. As I said, mm-hmm. I I really want to see Joshua Fury. I really want to see White versus Wilder. I also see, want to see White versus Usyk. I think that's most probably the most natural fight to find out who's mandatory after Joshua yes. Fury, to find out who really yeah. is the mandatory, because obviously... Yeah, but even then, say White wins, okay? Mm. He's got to wait till next year, provided there's no trilogy. Mm. He's got to wait till next year. Well, no. even then, if there is a trilogy, we get 1-1. One, one. Mm. So if we get Joshua losing and then Fury winning or whatever does that convince you the last one the last one who wins is the winner no well obviously there would be a trilogy but with white he's got Mm -hmm. whatever happens in the next year for me yeah he's got at least three fights before anything anyway let's say let's say he gets past Povetkin let's put that to one side let's say he takes the the wilder fight next Mm -hmm. beats wilder there has yeah. there'll be a rematch, so that's two fights already. That's two fights. Yeah. Let's say he so gets he through both of them. Let's say he gets yeah, through both yeah. of them. That brings him yeah. to the back end of this year. Then he would have to. Then I would say you have to have your mandatory against Usyk. Mm-hmm. Let's say that happens. You know, January of next year, the third fight of Fury Joshua, Joshua. would be April. Let's yeah. just say next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Depending on how the fight goes, you could have another fight between Newsick and White, to White really, yeah. you know, to, to settle it, to find out yeah. who really is mandatory. Who's next in line. And then it works out perfectly because then yeah. whoever is the winner out of Joshua Fury out of them three would then be fighting, mm-hmm. you know, October, September, November, yeah. kind of time. Maybe you could even push back to December. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it gives White enough time to have got over the Usyk fight to then mm-hmm. move on, or Usyk to get over the white fight, to then yeah. fight for yeah, the mandatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and the, same with, the same with Usyk. Usyk has to mm. fight Joyce, potentially one or two fights there. Maybe pick up a, you know, a, a warm-up, not a warm-up fight, but a fight just to keep him going. Maybe a Parker fight, I think, would be quite an interesting fight, Usyk versus Parker. And then, yeah, puts him into that same kind of timeline as the trilogy of uh, Tyson and... Joshua. So yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think yeah. it works out. I think we're we're in a position at the moment where the boxers that need to box each other are mm-hmm. all clear to box each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah, know, there's yeah. potential, there's there's clear roadmaps for all of them to oh, yeah, the back end of 2022 to already know who the unified champ is to yes. then have a man a clear mandatory. Well, now this is the thing. This is the thing. When you get 
all about it's a case of yeah all of the divisions like wbo wbc wba they're not going to be on the same page because they're going to as we've known and we've seen the rankings everything is not equal no no this is what i mean so it would Mm. actually work out really well because yes what you could do what you could say Mm-hmm. to the wbo and wba is so i'm um, the wbo would be white he would be the man yes. uh the wba would be yeah. Usyk. and what Usyk you would basically right. say is that you're both you mandatory well, you're, you're both mandatory for the same guy so yes one of you only one of you can fight and fight him yeah, next yeah, yeah, so yeah. you two need to fight it to find each out who other. is that the the yes. next one to fight wbo would want to be that fight so they would push mm-hmm. their their man their ibf could jump in <laughs> and so on and so forth well no because I, I think i think from what i understand no, i think the rules pretty much similar anyway yeah i think i think it is just the wbo and wba that have that much of a difference between where white and usik are i think the ibf they both put usik and white both in that top four or five anyway I don't think they're going to be too much of an issue. It's just the other two. And as I said, if you can sit it and you can... This is where Eddie Hearn and people like him earn their money because they're the ones who yeah. are going to have to convince the different <laughs> the different parts that this is what's best for, for your belt. Well, them are just equalised. There you go. Um, definitely no offside. That's definitely equalised. And I'll t- say this to our followers. You'll be able to catch me on I Have a Theory... Okay podcast next week i will be guest on it uh discussing many theories and some conspiracy and some run-of-the-mill i'll put a link to that next week in our uh in our bio but yeah that should be quite interesting yeah other than that if there's uh there's nothing else i will bid you adieu as they say yes you have a nice one yep and i'll see you same time same bat channel Yep, same time, same bats channel. Thank you very much, people. Thank you very much.